1: Uh-uh,
0: don't touch that dial. There's excitement galore coming up in the next hour when you'll hear Hello. during another exciting episode of Chicken Man.
2: He's everywhere, he's
0: everywhere! The most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever
1: known. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday, each day with a different theme. Fridays, we hope to save the secret word on You Bet Your Life. This episode began the fifth season of You Bet Your Life and was originally aired on October 3rd, 1951. Now, George, what is the secret word?
3: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is table. T A B L E. Really? You bet your life! <laughs> More than three thousand DeSoto Plymouth dealers of America present Groucho Marx in You Bet Your Life, the comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood.
4: And here he is, the one, the only Groucho. But well, what do you know? It's me. Oh, here I am again, George The winter replacement for It pays to be ignorant <laughs> This is the 50th. of you bet your life Thanks to the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America We're starting off With a thousand dollars For one of our couples uh, Who's first to try For the thousand oh, dollars? Let's see We selected some newlyweds From our audience And here they
3: are Mr. and Mrs. John Arnold Come in here and meet Groucho Marx
4: Well, uh, welcome youngsters For the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers Say the secret word And divide a hundred dollars It's a common word Something you find around the house Newlyweds, eh? Well, congratulations, and I hope you're very happy together.
2: Thank, Thank you. you very
4: much. Or even separately. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's your first name, uh, Mrs. Arnold? Barbara. Barbara, huh? Are you from uh, Santa Barbara? Or?
5: No, I'm from Casper, Wyoming.
4: How long have you two newlyweds been married? Huh?
6: Ten weeks and four days.
4: And how old are you, Barbara? I'm 21. John, what is your age? I'm 31. 31. Well, that's just about right. Ten years uh, interval. Uh, and where are you from?
7: I've lived 30 years here in Los Angeles. And where did you spend the other year? I spent the other year in Chicago. Yes. Some people out there from du
4: who are applauding. Right?
2: <laughs>
4: what, were you doing, uh, what were you and John doing when uh, he proposed?
7: We were uh, working in an opera together, The Marriage of Figaro, put on by the Guild Opera Company.
4: I mean, when you proposed, you were singing?
5: No, oh. not quite. <laughs> no, we were having dinner at a restaurant in Beverly Hills. Oh,
7: he
4: was eating when he popped the question, huh? Uh-huh. Well, that's what he gets for talking with his mouthful.
2: <laughs>
4: Probably all he said was, please pass the sauerkraut, and you said yes.
2: <laughs> How
4: did you meet Barbara?
7: Well, uh, we were rehearsing a couple of roles in The Marriage of Figaro that was...
4: Oh, what part did you uh, portray in, uh, in this uh, turkey, In this opera?
2: Well, I didn't
5: exactly sing any role. I got the measles and didn't get to be in the show at all.
4: Oh, did you do this purposely? Had you seen the opera and decided <laughs> that the measles no, was preferable? No, not.
5: In fact, I was overage, but I couldn't help it. <laughs>
4: you got the measles, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, your operatic career's been pretty spotty, huh?
2: <laughs>
4: John, that's kind of a rash statement, isn't it? Huh?
2: <laughs> John, how
4: did you happen to get interested in singing?
7: Well, I was in the glee club at John Marshall High School, and uh, I, I woke up one mor- morning with a
2: vibrato a a in my, <laughs> my
7: voice. One of the biggest s- mistakes you can make is not wake up in the morning. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> I had had a wobble in my voice. No, not a wobble, but a vibrato. And I thought something was wrong. I was losing my voice. Well, I went to my uh, voice teacher at uh, John Marshall High School, and I said, uh, Mr. Sergeant, I think there's something wrong with my voice. I've got a wobble in it or something. I don't know what's happening. And he said, well, let me hear you sing. So I ran a few scales, and he immediately pulled out a sleep in the deep and said, here, sing this. So I did, and from then on, why, I sang at all the school functions. Sleep in the deep, by the way.
4: You always sang Asleep in the Deep?
7: Always sang Asleep in the Deep. Nothing else.
4: You must have been soaking wet a good deal of the time. <laughs> Why did you teach a pick on Asleep in the Deep?
7: Uh, well, I had a good low C in my voice when I was in high school, and that being a very low song, I, I stuck to that.
4: Can you still hit low C?
7: I don't think quite. My voice has gone up a couple of notes. Well, don't feel too badly. Everything has gone up recently. LAUGHTER would you folks like to hear John
4: sing The in the Deep? <laughs> this audience is in a frame of mind where they listen to anything, John. <laughs> <laughs> well, get going. Here.
7: Many brave hearts are asleep in the deep So beware, be
4: That was really beautiful. Now, in just one minute, you're going to play your bet your life for a chance (laughs) at the $1,000 question. But right now, uh, we'd like to tell you something. On our first show, I'd like to thank the folks who remain so loyal to their DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Yes, Groucho, these folks
3: know that at a DeSoto Plymouth dealer, they'll find the best in new cars, the best in used cars,
4: and the best in service. And the letters we get prove it. Here's one right here, George. This is from uh, Catherine R. Carolyn of Long Island. George, would you mind reading it? I don't read too well. All right. My eyes are not what they used to be.
3: Uh, Miss Carolyn writes, I just want to say that the description given on your show of a DeSoto Plymouth dealer and his service facilities just fits our dealer. His shop is most orderly, and all his cars, even the used ones, are in good condition. He's a most courteous gentleman, and all of the people in the establishment are very polite and helpful. I, I thought you might enjoy hearing of this. Very truly yours.
4: Naturally, we like to get letters like this and from all the other people who have discovered that your DeSoto Plymouth dealer is a good man to do business with.
3: So why don't you visit your DeSoto Plymouth dealer tomorrow?
4: And when you do, tell them Groucho sent you.
3: <laughs> All right, now
4: let's see how you work together as a team. George, explain the rules.
3: All right, you uh, bet as much of your $20 as you want on each of four questions, and the couple that earns the most money gets a chance at the $1,000 question later on in the show.
4: Here we go. Let's see how high I can build your $20. You selected food and drink as your category. Here's your first question. How much will you bet?
2: 18.
4: 18. <laughs> All right, what is the main ingredient of cheese?
2: <laughs> Milk.
4: Milk is right. <laughs> You're off to a good start. You have $38. All right. Remember, you're going for $1,000 tonight. Now, how much of the... Uh, how much have they got? $38. $38. How much of the $38 will you bet on your second question? $35. All right. What vegetable is used in making sauerkraut? <laughs> or sauerkraut? Cabbage. Cabbage is right.
2: <laughs>
4: you're really climbing, you have $73. Now, here's your third question. How much will you bet? Fifty.
2: dollars
7: Oh, no, 60.
4: 60. All right. What is the main ingredient of Welsh rabbit? Cheese. Cheese is right.
2: <laughs>
3: you have $133.
4: And here's your last chance to beat the other couples, and how much of the 133 are you going to go for? Okay.
2: <laughs> All or nothing.
4: All of it. What's the main ingredient of Vichy Sois? All right, V-I-C-H-Y-S-O-I-S-S-E. Vichy soir, where I, I came from.
7: Cream.
4: No, I, I'm sorry, it's it's potatoes.
7: Potatoes.
4: It's a cold potato soup that came from France. I'm sorry, well, we'll give you another question. I'll give you one more question. If you get it right, you'll win $10. Think hard now. Who is buried in Grant's tomb? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> General Grant is right! <laughs>
3: Just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected a schoolboy, uh, Billy Lund, and his partner is a school teacher, Miss Joyce Williamson. And here they are, folks. Come in here and meet Groucho Marx.
4: Well, welcome, kids, to You Bet Your Life. Say the secret word and divide $100. It's a common word, something you'll find around the house. Let's see, uh, Miss uh, Joyce. Uh, you say you're, uh, you're a school teacher, Miss Joyce uh, Williamson, huh? Yes, I am. They've certainly streamlined their curriculum since I went to school. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Billy Lund, eh? Yes, sir. Used to, there was a show in New York called Billy Budd. You're not related to that? No. Anymore. Well, what do you think of this schoolteacher, Billy?
2: Mm, nice. <laughs> Joyce,
4: tell me, are you married?
5: No, I'm not. kind of wish I were.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's everyone?
4: the first proposal of the, of the new year. Huh? <laughs> I, are you married, Billy? No. Well, things are going along just fine. Eh? <laughs> Joyce, may I ask your age? I'm 24. 24, huh? Well, you're a very young-looking 24. How old are you, Billy? 14. 14. Well, you're just the right age for each other. (laughs) Billy, do you want to marry this lovely creature? Oh,
2: I'm too young.
4: Too young. What grade are you in?
2: Ninth.
4: You're not too young? When I was in the ninth grade, I was married and had two kids. (laughs) And they both helped me with my homework.
2: (laughs) kids
4: turned out to be my teacher. The other kid turned out to be my son, Arthur, who's now so smart that he's written an article about me. It's in the October 5th Colliers. If he tells the truth about me, I'll sue him. No, that's true. Colliers, October 5th. Be sure and miss, uh, buy it. Huh? What is your hometown, Billy?
2: Rivera,
5: California.
4: Uh, where are you from, Joyce?
5: I'm from Pasadena.
4: Pasadena, huh? hmm is that... Uh, somebody told me that's where the old folks go to visit their parents.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's a lovely town. It is, huh?
4: And where do you teach, uh, Joyce?
5: Well, I teach in the Pasadena school system in Temple City Junior High.
4: I see. Now, where did you study to become a teacher?
5: Well, I got my general secondary at Whittier.
4: General but... secondary? What is that? Is that anything like a transfusion?
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> what are you teaching now, Joyce?
5: Well, I teach algebra and geometry mainly.
4: Oh, foreign languages, eh? <laughs>
5: uh,
4: is there a difference between algebra and geometry?
5: Well, yes, there is. Uh, algebra is calculation using figures, and uh, geometry uses lines and curves and surfaces.
4: Kiss me, you fool.
2: <laughs>
4: you teach anything besides algebra and geometry, uh... Joyce?
5: Well, I teach some arithmetic, and I'm also head of the math department there.
4: Just the head? Would you be interested in an old student body?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: that has been in the junk heap below these many years? Aren't you pretty young to be the head of a department, or have you got friends in the Pentagon building?
2: <laughs> I'm afraid
5: I have no friends.
4: <laughs> you have one right now, Joyce.
5: Oh. <laughs> no. Uh... Well, how did,
4: how did you do it?
5: Well, tell you the truth, it takes a lot of hard study and work and, well, you follow some simple principles.
4: It's mm-hmm. the kind of principle I had in school. Isn't
2: <laughs> Doesn't
4: this simple principle ever follow you, Joyce? He <laughs> will
2: <really> be listening. <laughs> now,
4: uh, Billy, I, it's been so long since I talked to you. Billy, that's right. And I haven't been paying much attention to you, but on the other, other hand... You haven't been paying any attention to me either (laughs) Have you uh, reconsidered about marrying Joyce? No Do you have a job after school, Billy? Yes He goes in for monosyllabic answers (laughs) (laughs) Who do you work for? The angels The
2: angels? (laughs) That
4: sounds like interesting work eh? What do you do, polish their harps and dust off the clouds?
5: Oh, I'm a bat boy
4: well, you look like a nice boy to me. What's the matter with you?
2: <laughs> what do you mean you're a bad boy? A bat boy, too. Oh, you're. It. A,
4: oh, I, I. thought you were going over to Abbott and Costello. Huh? <laughs> you, the angels have bats. I always thought bats were in the other place, way down below. <laughs> now, which angels are you talking about?
5: The Los Angeles Angels baseball team.
4: <laughs> well, they're certainly way down below. All right. <laughs> I'd better be careful what I say. This kid will hit me with a bat. And I must say, that's more than the Angels could do this season. <laughs> what are your duties as a bad boy?
2: What?
5: Oh, bring bat the fungo bats down. What's that? Bring the fungo bats a down. A fungo,
4: huh? What's a fungo bat?
5: It's a bat, a long, skinny bat that they hit flies with.
2: Oh. <laughs> Wouldn't a fly
4: swatter be more
5: efficacious?
2: <laughs> what else do you do? Oh, I take
5: the pitcher's jacket when he gets a base hit and oh. shag flies and pick up bats and take balls to the umpire.
4: Well, you have a pretty full life, don't you, Billy? Mm-hmm. Eh? And you still don't want to get married, huh? Eh?
2: Nope. <laughs>
4: well, is the pay pretty good on a job like that?
2: Yeah, it's
4: nice. How much do you get? Huh? Two
2: dollars a day.
4: Two dollars a day. What about doubleheaders?
5: Oh, still $2.
4: <laughs> You're a sucker. You ought to sneak away after the first game.
2: <laughs>
4: Joyce, let's get back to your job. Isn't it pretty dull teaching all day? Oh, goodness, no, because
5: uh, school isn't what it used to be. We make a game of it now.
4: Uh-huh. What kind of a game is it? Is it any good?
5: Any good? Well, to tell you the truth, it's one of the best kind. It's a- called cards. It's really one of the best.
4: What is it called?
5: Arithocards,
4: cards How do you play it? Then?
5: Well... It's, it can be played like any other card game, but um, the thing is you match cards of equal value in arithmetic, like three times four with any other card equaling 12, like two times six. And it's used in the schools and is also available in the, in the stores for home use all over the United States.
4: I see. Well, uh, would you consider forgetting the whole thing and playing a hot game of the post
2: office? <laughs> Well,
4: Joyce, uh, suppose you had a chowder head in your class like me. How would you handle it?
5: Well, whenever we have any problems, we usually spend a little time with them.
2: Well, you
4: spend some time with me, Joyce, and you'll have plenty of problems. (laughs) Well, it's been fun and educational talking to you two, particularly Billy here.
2: Thanks. And
4: uh, I hope uh, you'll be very happy in the long years to come. And remember to visit your DeSoto Plymouth dealer tomorrow if you want value in a new car or a used car or a service on the car you've got now. Hope you paid attention to what I just said. (laughs) All right, now let's play your Bet Your Life. You beat our other two couples, and you'll get a chance at the $1,000 question. I can't tell you how much you have to beat, but George Fenneman is going to remind our listeners.
3: The newlyweds went broke, so this couple has a clear field.
4: Here we go. Let's see how I can build you $20. You selected uses of money. Here's your first question. How much will you bet? Ten. Ten. What is the money call that our government collects from our earnings each year?
5: In- income
4: from back? tax. Taxes. Don't smile when you say that, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's right. Now, how much money they got? Thirty dollars. Thirty right? dollars, right? Remember, you're going for a thousand dollars tonight. Now, how much of the thirty would you try? Twenty. Okay, twenty. Twenty. What is the money call that is paid for uh, by a bank for the use of depositors' money? Interest. Interest is right.
2: Thank you well, people are climbing and now
4: have fifty dollars. Here's your third question. How much of the uh, fifty dollars have I started thinking about the bank and that loan I have in my in uh, <laughs> all the pieces? How much of the fifty dollars are you going to bet this time? Forty or thirty?
5: What? Thirty-five. Okay, we'll make it
4: thirty-five. Thirty-five. What is the money call that is paid to a club or an organization to which you belong? Dues. Dues is right. <laughs> Well, on your way, you have $85. your last chance to beat the other couple. It's how much of the $85 you're going to risk. Se-
5: okay,
4: 75 $75. What is the charge called when you must pay for what you must pay for crossing a bridge?
2: Toll. toll. A toll is right. <laughs> we did it, we did
4: it. Now, give him a big kiss,
2: guys. Thank you. What about me? <laughs>
4: and besides all this, you wind up with $160. Thanks, uh, from the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. <laughs>
2: okay.
3: we invited some dog show judges to the program tonight. And just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected Mr. Vincent Perry. His partner is a housewife from the audience, Mrs. Madeline Bonney. Folks, come in
4: here and meet Groucho Marx. Welcome to your Bet Your Life. Uh, Welcome to your Bet Your Life. Say the secret word and you'll divide $100. It's a common word, something you'll find around the house. Mm -hmm. I think the powers that be want you on this side, Mrs. uh, Bonney. I'll call you Madeline, huh? I wish you would. I used to play a Madeline years ago. Madeline... (laughs) Yes, in the barbershops. shops, I mean, used to play Madeline and guitar. Right? <laughs> uh, where are you from, Madeline?
6: Indiana.
4: What part of Indiana are you from? Elkhart. I played Elkhart once. Did you ago. really? Yes. They're going down to the theater shortly after that. <laughs> Mr. Perry, where are, you, where are you from? London, Canada. London, Canada. Oh. You judge dog
8: shows, is that right? Yes, that's right.
4: Well, how do I address you? Your Honor, Judge, or just plain Fido?
8: Well... <laughs> My friends call me Vin.
4: What of do the dogs call you, huh? <laughs> Are you married, Judge? Yes. Some judge gave himself a life sentence. <laughs> How did you meet your wife,
8: Judgey? Why, uh, when I was 21, I went to call on a lady who had a very wonderful show dog, and I tried to buy that dog from her, and I couldn't persuade her to part with the dog, but six years later, I was able to persuade her to part with her daughter.
4: Now let me get this straight. You went, you
8: went to visit a woman who was twenty-one years old. Oh no, I I was twenty-one years old, and she had a very lovely daughter. But I didn't know that until I went to get. The
4: dog was to marry the daughter.
8: No, the dog, I. They threw in the dog when they threw in the (laughs) (laughs) daughter. They. uh... (laughs) I couldn't talk her out of the dog. I wasn't. But in six years, I learned how to be persuasive, and I did talk her out of her daughter, who was much more beautiful than the, than the dog. <laughs> I
2: mean, what happened to the dog? Uh,
8: oh, the dog uh, lived happy ever after.
4: <laughs> you mean the three of you? That's right.
8: You got the, the dog. Pretty soon it was four
4: of us. <laughs> you mean the dog? Uh <laughs> <laughs> Where did you go on your doggy moon? <laughs> uh, Mrs. Bonnie, uh, Madeline, uh, how long have you been married?
6: I've been happily married for twenty-one years.
4: Mm-hmm. Where was your husband all that time?
6: <laughs> with me.
4: Oh, I think that's very nice. Your husband is a lucky man. Eh?
6: Mm-hmm.
4: Is he here with you tonight?
6: No, he isn't. Well, where is he? He's in Vancouver, Canada.
4: In that case, he's luckier than I thought he was. You know, there are a lot of beautiful girls in Vancouver. Doesn't that worry you, uh, Madeline?
6: No, he's uh, old enough to look out for himself.
4: Well, if he's that old, I can understand why it doesn't bother you.
2: <laughs>
4: Madeline, what is your husband doing in Canada?
2: Well, uh, I won't
4: bother to ask how he's doing.
6: He's in Vaudeville doing what you used to do.
4: And you're still not worried,
2: <laughs> uh, Mrs.
4: Uh, Bonnie. With uh, yes. your husband away all the time, how do you occupy yourself? Do you have any hobbies?
6: Yes, I sell lint lifters.
4: Well, to each his own, I guess. <laughs> all right, what's a lint lifter?
6: Uh, don't you know what lint is?
4: Yes, it comes right around Easter, doesn't it? <laughs> When you give up something <laughs> Last year I gave up chasing girls It was hopeless anyhow
2: <laughs> But what is a
4: lint lifter, Madeline? Well, a strong man it, who lifts lints?
6: It's a roll of tape on a handle You roll it over your clothes And it takes off all your lint And your dust And loose hair Anything at all
4: Loose hair, huh? Mm-hmm
6: Mm-hmm
4: now, what kind of hair will it pick up?
6: Oh, just any kind
4: well, I'd like to buy when I want to pick up a blonde.
8: <laughs> well, Judge, let's get back to you. Do you spend all your time judging dogs? Well, I'm with Stanley Home Products, and I put on Stanley parties, and I have a lot of people that work for me.
4: What's a Stanley even... uh, party? You all get steamed up? Or... Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, when
4: you're judging a dog, what do you look for besides fleas? Well, let's say I'm a champion Boston Terrier. Now, now, you judge me. I want to see how it's
8: done. Well, first of all, I look for your markings. Then I look for the length of your muzzle. And I look to see how your neck is arched and uh, whether you have a hump on your back or whether your back is straight. And then I see how your legs are placed under you. And then uh, I look for that wonderful, intelligent expression in your eyes, the Boston Terrier.
4: Well, I don't think it looks like I'm going to get any blue ribbons. (laughs) But it wouldn't hurt you to throw me a bone, Judge. Well, it's been fun talking to you two, and now uh, you're going to play your Bet Your Life. You beat our other couples, and you'll get a chance at the $1,000 question. I can't tell you how much you have to win, but George is going to remind our listeners.
3: The teacher and the bat boy won $160.
4: All right, here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected famous American women. Here's your first question. How much will you bet? Fifteen. Fifteen? Talk right up. All right. Now, who is America's sweetheart? Mary Pickford. Mary Pickford. See, he's from Canada.
2: Yeah.
4: $35. Now, remember, you're going for $1,000 a night. Now, how much of the $30, $35, will you bet on this one? Uh, 20
6: 30. Okay.
4: 30? okay. 30 Okay. what was the name of the woman who chopped up saloons with her hatchet? Carrie Nation. 20. Carrie Nation is
2: right. You're really
4: climbing, you have $65. Remember, so you're going for $1,000. How much of the. Uh, 65. 65. How much of the 65 will you bet? 40?
6: 60. 60, he says.
4: 60. What poetess wrote the battle hymn of the Republic? Oh. Put your heads together and think now. Oh. Mm. Uh,
6: oh. Speech at Stowe?
4: No, no, you were. In the direction, but it was <laughs> Julia Ward Howe. I'm, I'm sorry. You've fallen to $5. It's all right. $5, all right. Now, how much are you going to bet?
6: Five. Five. Shoot the works. Know.
4: What was the name of the authoress who wrote Uncle Tom's Cabin? Harriet Beecher. Harriet Beecher Stowe. You <laughs> were just one question
3: <laughs> for right. And you wind up
4: with $10. Well, I'm sorry you didn't sorry. win more, but better luck next time. And thanks from the Soda Plymouth dealers of America.
3: And that means that the bat boy and the teacher with $160 in just one minute get the chance at the DeSoto Plymouth $1,000 question. Friends, you've heard us say many times, no safer car was ever built than the beautiful new DeSoto. And there are lots of reasons why this is true. For example safety rim wheels, one of the most remarkable safety features ever built into an automobile. Safety rim wheels are designed for your protection. Yes, for the protection of your family in case you have a blowout. Here's the story. On the ordinary wheel, a blown-out tire often comes off the rim, and that, of course, makes steering extremely difficult. But on DeSoto, it's different. In the event of a blowout, DeSoto's safety rim wheels with protective ridges hold the tire securely on the rim. This helps you maintain complete steering control. This helps you bring your DeSoto from practically any speed to a smooth, straight-line stop. If you've ever seen DeSoto's famous blowout test on television, then you've seen actual proof of what safety rim wheels can do. You've seen how even after a deliberate blowout, DeSoto continues straight as an arrow right along the test highway. Now, isn't this the kind of car you'd like for your family? Is it any wonder we say no safer car was ever built than the beautiful new DeSoto? Just remember, safety rim wheels are but one of the great features that make the new DeSoto a top car value. So see it tomorrow at your DeSoto Plymouth dealers. And drive it. It's a sure thing you'll decide on DeSoto. And here they are, the winning couple, the bat boy, and the teacher, all set for the DeSoto Plymouth
4: $1,000 question. Here we go for $1,000. dollars i give you 15 seconds to decide on a single answer between you. Think carefully, and please, no help from the audience. Here it is. One of the great jewels of the world is supposed to bring bad luck to its owners. It is now out of circulation until 1967 because of the will of its last owner, the late Evelyn Walsh McLean. What is the name of this fabulous gem? <laughs> the answer you two have decided upon?
2: The Welsh diamond.
4: No, it was the Hope Diamond. It was a very well-known diamond. <laughs> I'm sorry. The correct answer is the Hope Diamond, so that means the big question next week will be worth $1,500. Well, you lost the big money, but you won how much in the quiz, yours? $160. Well, that's not too bad for she a bad boy head. and a school teacher. Congratulations, <laughs> and thanks to both of you and to all of our contestants on the show tonight. Be sure to visit
3: your DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Folks, here's a reminder from the National Safety Council. Pay heed to these walking rules. Obey signals, cross at corners, look before crossing. you Bet Your Life, transcribed from Hollywood, is produced by John Goodell, directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith, music by Jerry Fielding.
0: Last very exciting episode, Hollywood director Daryl Fanick had led his courageous company of players to a remote mountaintop in the Himalayas, not too far from the land of Tibet. Uh, Miss Helpinger. Yes, Commissioner. Is this then the place called Shangri-La?
5: That's right, Commissioner, but try not to use that name around our old Tibetan guide with a big
0: gong? Oh, yes, I forgot. It seems to provoke him a lot. What was the substitute word we agreed upon? Philadelphia. Pennsylvania. In the meantime, as Miss Helfinger and the Commissioner struggle with their old Tibetan guide and his gong, the wonderful white-winged warrior and Adele Epic, who speaks fluent Tibetan, are about to receive an audience with the high llama of the land of Dayton, Ohio. Hey, Adele, look. The big doors are swinging open. There he is, the high Lama of the land. High Murfreesboro, Tennessee. say? He says, welcome to Hot Springs, Arkansas. Hot Springs? That must be the magic name that doesn't mean the wrong. Oh. Well, uh, tell him we're glad to be here, and is it okay if we do a movie about uh, Shangri- Hot Springs. Hot Springs, right. Your Honor, I boy Tom Tom Gurk. Ah, chalet, 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 hot
4: springs. He wants to know why you look like a chicken.
0: Well, tell him that I'm one of the most fantastic crime fighters the world has ever known. But I'm here in Hot Springs. Hot Springs to shoot a movie. Your Honor, Erhat Gazot. Kaloi munchin daba, daba, aba. daba, 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 daba. No, I'm zai Abba, aba. What did he say? He said that if you're the wonderful white winged warrior. Yeah. And the most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. Uh huh. You can shoot all the movie
5: you want, but first. Yeah. He wants you to shoot the Wicked Witch of the West who's been giving him a lot of trouble.
0: What? The Wicked Witch of the West. Does that mean our hero must travel to Los Angeles? And another thing is Tibetan a mispronouncement? Be listening tomorrow for another exciting episode in the life of the most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. <laughs>
1: You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. So, Billy Lund was a bat boy for the Los Angeles Angels in 1951. Now, if you're a baseball fan, you might think that either Billy told a fib or that this show wasn't really from 1951. Well, I can eliminate the last point by saying that the fifth season was in 1951. So, was Billy the Bat Boy telling a lie? Well, Billy was not a Bat Boy for the Major League Baseball Los Angeles Angels, which became an expansion in 1961. Billy was part of the Pacific Coast League Los Angeles Angels, who were part of the Chicago Cubs organization from 1921 to 1956. In 1957, they became part of the Brooklyn Dodgers organization. However, the Dodgers moved to L.A. in 1958, so the Angels moved up north to Spokane, Washington and became the Spokane Indians and were the Dodgers' top affiliate through the 1971 season. The newly formed L.A. Dodgers would adopt the Angels' L.A. cap logo with a color change to Dodger blue and white, which they still use today. that suits you. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so at support I support.iloveoldtimeradio.com or by joining our vintage radio club, and get an extra episode a week. The Shadow returns on Monday, and Grouch will be back next Friday for some more You Bet Your Life. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny, signing off.